Great. Hi, my name is Brooklyn Hillenbrand. I am 20 years old. I live right outside of Washington, D.C. I'm a nationally qualified bikini competitor, personal trainer, and full-time college student. That's my main my main title. Um, I'm going to school to... I'm in health sciences, and I'm going to school to get my doctorate in nutrition and pursue something with that. I'm an online coach at the moment, and yeah, I'm 20 years old. My fitness journey started when I was 14, and it has been a long, long journey <laughs> since then getting here. Uh, my plans for the next year are to get that pro card is number one, but um, just kind of going along for the ride as of right now. Mm-hmm. So what happened at 14? Was it like you've never been in fitness or was that when you started? So I played soccer my entire life. I started when I was three. I started playing travel year round when I was seven. And I did that all the way up till my senior year of high school. And when I was 14, I entered into high school and I started lifting weights and I actually got onto bodybuilding.com and found a a 12 week program. And my goal at first was I want to lose weight and I want to be better on the soccer field. There was those two goals. And when I entered into high school, you know, my diet sucked. I didn't know what I was eating, what to be eating. And I really started this whole journey with the goal in mind of I want to lose weight and I want to be better on the soccer field. So that's kind of how this whole thing started at 14. And I continued on with it. I played soccer. You know, my soccer career was very intense. I played five to six times a week, depending on the season, but it was year round, um, hours a day. And I kind of did it on the side. It wasn't anything serious like it is now. And then when it became, you know, I started doing it competitively I was 17 years old and I went overseas actually for to play on a US women's team and play in an international soccer tournament. And it was an amazing experience. I would never take it back for my entire life. But uh, the last second of my last game, I went down and ended up having to get my third knee surgery, which was a full knee reconstruction. It was terrible <laughs> to say the least. I was out of soccer for a whole year. Uh, I couldn't really do anything. I lost all muscle in my right quad. I could barely walk for months without a limp. Um, And I was heartbroken. I was a junior in high school. I was trying to pick my school to play college soccer at. I was still talking to some coaches. I hadn't made my decision yet. And I, you know, it, it... limited a lot of my options at that point and soccer for me at that time in my life was my everything it was my whole world I gave it all I had like I do now with bodybuilding and that's how you know I couldn't do anything so I was like I'm gonna start lifting weights again and it turned into more of a sport for me I started you know training every day it was mostly upper body for a while but every day six times a week and I ended up six months after my surgery competing in my first MPC show. So that's kind of how that evolved. And after that, I still played uh, high school soccer my senior year, still got back on the field, and then played two more years in college and recently actually stepped stepped away from the field and, and soccer to just do bodybuilding full-time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that, that kind of feeling that you couldn't compete? Pete in you know soccer or you couldn't play soccer anymore was that like kind of agonizing or was it were you okay with it like how how did you feel about it so uh the time when I couldn't play for my surgery or after yeah so I I was just heartbroken you know I was on two teams at the time I was on my high school team I was on my travel club team and then I was on this U.S. team overseas and I felt like I was at my peak of my game and all of a sudden it went crashing, crashing down. I couldn't do anything. And I didn't even know if I was going to be able to play my senior year. A year later, I didn't know if I was going to be able to play my senior year of high school. And uh, I, I was devastated. I laid in bed for a long time just thinking, you know, why me? Why is this happening to me again? You know, third knee surgery in four years. I was 17 years old. I just... 
I was just thinking over and over, if, if this one wow. incident didn't happen, you know, if my coach didn't move me to this side of the field, this would never happen. And I kept just replaying that moment and feeling sorry for myself almost. You know, I worked so hard my whole life. And my soccer, you know, it was very competitive and very, from a young age, it was Sundays, Saturdays, every day, during almost every day during the week at a young, young age. And... It was all to lead up to this, you know, college soccer career that we all wanted to have. And I just felt like it was all wasted from that one incident. So I was devastated for a really long time. And uh, getting back on the field was even a harder struggle for me because I I got back my senior year, but I was nowhere near the same level. I, I had very limited mobility in my leg. And it took me a, a while, at least halfway through that season, to actually kind of get back into my game, uh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And when you came back, um, how did that feel? I mean, like a lot of people leave sports and then they come back to the sport that they left. Yeah, so when I came back, you know, I was we started our winter training for high school. I had a uh, step away from my club team because, you know, I was a senior and I, I could definitely couldn't play anymore. Um, I, I got back into my winter season and they gave me, if I don't know if you've ever seen those full ACL braces that athletes have to yeah. wear. And I put that on for the first time and we were in inside playing. And I remember the first ever practice we had, I, popped my other knee out of place. I've had surgery on both knees and I was compensating so much for my right leg because it was, you know, it was weaker, obviously, even from all the strength training, it was still significantly a little bit weaker. And I wasn't used to, you know, cutting, jerking, doing agility work. And I was on, I remember laying on the gym floor and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. There's no way. And I went home, <laughs> cried in my room because I was just so upset and frustrated. You know, I put in all that time from my surgery to get back to that place. And I just felt like I was a totally different player than I, I once was. And it was very frustrating. But uh, I got into that groove. I kept going, which was the biggest thing. I kept going and I kept showing up to the practices and after a while, after like halfway through that season, I, I started, you know, feeling more comfortable. I was very timid on my leg. I um, was afraid to get hurt again. And I, I mean, I still was up until I quit playing soccer in college, but um, it, it was fun to get back into and I was excited, but it was also very frustrating at the same time. Mm-hmm. And w- what made you move on? Was it bodybuilding that made you move on or what was it? Yeah, so bodybuilding, I um, so I did the show six months later after my surgery, and then I did about three shows from um, my senior year of high school to my sophomore year of college. So I just kind of did like a show here and there, and I'd play soccer, you know, in my fall season, and then prep for one show in the spring or the summer and I had all the intentions actually at the start of 2017 when I began prep that I was going to do both that I could do my spring season uh, and then also prep for this these bodybuilding shows Mm. and I realized along the way that you know I was only doing soccer and I I talked to my coach she was like yeah you don't even have to like on your low carb days you don't even have to practice you just be there and support them you know it's a really awesome thing you're doing so I had all the support from my teammates my coach and you know I I realized along the way that I was only continuing on with soccer to please other people you know Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hurt my coach's feelings I didn't want to let my teammates down I didn't want to let my parents down you know they spent all that money on and all that time on all those years of soccer, you know, I felt like I had to finish my four years. And I, you know, I realized along the way prep is a, a monster in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was like, there's no way I'm going to want, I'm going to be competitive in bodybuilding and also give it my all on the field. Like I, I couldn't give a hundred percent to both. And my heart for a while actually just wasn't in 
soccer anymore. And I had to realize that. And it's probably like my biggest move of 2017 because it, it caused a lot of headache and it was, it was sad to let that part of my life go since it was my entire life for from four years old till 20. So that's uh it was a big decision but looking back on it i'm glad i did it and i believe it was the right call I'm, i i don't know i'm just over here like i'm like so happy for you because it's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people they don't um you know they get stuck uh you know i always tell people like you got to be fully invested in like a lot of things i mean like you can't do soccer football and like all these other things at the same time it's not it's just not possible time wise and priority wise um and you, sometimes you learn that, like, well, I don't love it as much as I used to. Like, people don't realize that that happens at some point. Or, like, I mean, I remember getting burnt out. Of, you know, I've been in sports my whole life, so it was always, like, keep going, keep going. You know, I did basketball one year and then, you know, martial arts my whole life. So it was, like, you know, uh, trying to be fully invested. But figuring out that, you know, you got to move on. Like, you know, you can... Um, play the sport as much as you want or on your free time or if you just like it but at, at some point you got to move on and it's like heartbreaking it's like you know and you know injuries happen you know thank god i haven't had any you know it's like you know um i've seen it happen to other people it's like you know i haven't had like a really bad one like that you know but you know nowadays stem cells like so much and then you know nutrition's getting better i mean when i was a kid it was like you know your food pyramid um, you know, drink drink all the milk you want. Um, there is no education that wise. And then, I yeah. mean, with social media now, like I can talk to twenty, thirty dietitians. So it's not, it's not. It's so it's so amazing. I think your story is very interesting that you kind of figured that out because nobody like you know takes a not. It doesn't happen till it happens, and I think that's very very rare and most people just go back to what they were because they don't want to fail people or you know people invest a lot in you you know it's like you know you don't want to disappoint them yeah no that was like my big thing i i'm a a people pleaser and i i never want to disappoint anyone but at the same time you have to realize that is you have to be a little bit selfish and be like is this is this doing any benefit to me you know in my head every time i played a soccer game was i hope i don't get hurt and it was every single game, and I still struggle. I have arthritis um, in my knees, and you know, after after games, I'd be limping off the field every single game, no matter what I did. It was just painful in every way. And and the thing I loved about lifting is you're in a controlled environment. It's you versus yourself, every single rep, set, everything. And I never had that fear. I was never like, oh, I hope I don't get hurt today. It's like, you know, I can't wait to push myself harder, and you know. It was more of a motivating factor for me, um, but what I had to realize, the biggest thing was, you know, letting people down. I remember when I told my mom, I was like, I think I'm going to quit soccer, and I just, I was so anxious. It was like I was in trouble almost, like when you're in high school and you and you did something bad, I felt like I was in trouble, and that letting someone down for me was just like the biggest thing, and telling my coach, it, it caused nights of, of no sleep. I was so nervous. And, you know, they understood in, in the long run, you know, they were upset, but they understood. And, but at the same time, you have to realize, and I think it's, it's hard for many people, they get comfortable with where they're at and they don't want to change. They don't want to mess up anything. They want to, you know, live this so, so-called perfect life, you know, have this perfect image to themselves, you know, college soccer player, uh, full-time student, like it looked good, but at the same time, was it? doing anything for me was it was it making me happy and that's you know what you have to realize at the end of the day and bodybuilding for me is always my passion and I'm lucky I found it and it's it moved in place of soccer but it, it happened because of soccer so I have to I have to give kudos to both <laughs> yeah yeah I I, I I totally understand it's like I don't know. I, for some reason, I just don't like the quit word. Like, you know, I'm quitting. You know, I'm like, yeah. usually I say I move on. Like, I'm moving on to this, you know. There's bigger, better things or whatever you want to say. Um, so it's like everybody has that kind of moment that they have to choose. And a lot of people don't. Like, they don't have that other thing. Like, you know, this is all they have. 
they don't have this other thing that they've ever you know i think that's very interesting yeah. that you had that because a lot of people don't they're like soccer's my whole life i love mm-hmm. soccer or like you know <laughs> football's my whole life or you know whatever sport you may do it's like it's my life it's not there's no you know i have spent years time you know money uh, it's like i've spent everything that i have to, to this one thing um and sometimes that can be very bad and if you don't find another thing that you love um it's gonna be tragic i mean it's it's it, it's kind of sad and then you know but i always suggest to move on because you know or you can always go back i mean like there's no there's no there's no like clause that says you can't go back like it's not it's not like that yeah one day yeah, you could it, be it like, is sad i mean it's not just like a sport or a hobby or anything it's everything like a relationship a job it's you know you're you're comfortable in it but it's not fulfilling you in the way that it should be and you don't want to hurt other people's feelings or your significant other's feelings but at the same time you have to realize that i mean if it's not in the best interest you need to move on and you need to do something that makes you happy and that's the part i i get sad about you know it's hard to change and it's hard to move on and and progress because if you have this you know you're comfortable with where you are and i feel like that's so many people they're they're comfortable with where they're at and they don't want to make that change and hurt other people's feelings and it, it was a big stepping stone in my life uh, i would say because i i realized that i need to do stuff that benefits me makes me happy and at the end of the day it's my life not not someone else's life not my parents life not my coach's life not not anyone's life but myself and it's scary to take a step in a different direction but you know if if it's a great decision you'll look back and be like wow but if it, even if it's a bad decision it's a learning experience everything in life is a learning experience and um that's that's exactly how I'm looking at every every single situation from my knee surgery, from soccer, from everything. Mm-hmm. And what was, I mean, what was, you you mentioned your nu- nutrition? What is like your currently your nutritional philosophy? So I am right now for myself. I track macros and I follow a flexible dieting approach with my coach. And that's what I do for all my online coaching clients. And I've done the meal prep. I did that my last my last prep, actually, when I hired coaches. And I, you know, along the way, since I was 14 to now, I've learned a lot. Yeah, I started very restrictive. I thought, you know, I can only eat lean chicken, beef, turkey, vegetables with every meal and a clean, a clean carb, you know, rice, sweet potato, everything like that. And I feared eating anything quote unquote bad. And it really, looking back at, I mean, it really created a negative outlook on food for me and I was very restrictive. I would never indulge in anything. I lost a lot of weight. I was very skinny. I feared gaining weight anymore after I lost weight. And I I remember my dad, my dad is actually a bodybuilder. He was like, you need to eat more. You need to put on, if you want to put on muscle, you have to eat more. And I, I guess it was just from a long stem of, you know, growing up, I was taller than a lot of my friends. I was bigger than a lot of my friends and never overweight or anything, but I was, I was bigger and it, it always affected me in some way that, you know, I wish I was super tiny. You know, you always wish what you, what you have, what you don't have. And I was like, I always wish I was tiny. And when I lost weight and I, I started seeing the scale go down, it made me feel good about myself and sad to say that a number on the scale made me feel so good about myself. Um, I was super restrictive with food. I would never have anything. And over the years, I have developed, you know, this flexible dieting approach. And I, I gave it, gave it to social media actually because it opens your eyes. When I started competing and stuff, there was nothing really about anything on social media. There was no competition posts. There was not much in the fitness community. And I, I believe now the social media is so powerful that it really helps, you know, from YouTube, from Instagram, 
girls and guys sharing their stories, what they're doing. It's very beneficial to anyone getting into fitness. And my goal with, you know, I'm a health science major, minoring in public health, and my plan is to go to grad school uh, for nutrition. And I want to teach. I want to teach at the collegiate level. And I want to teach people about nutrition and help as many people as possible with it. Because I, I believe even now, uh, being in, you know, the college setting and other majors in my course, it's nutrition is something that people are very unaware of and they are very um, ignorant of, you know, there's still the stigma of good and bad food. Um, knowing that food is necessarily fuel and can benefit you in multiple ways and looking at it as good or bad, you know, that's, I want to teach people that. I want to show them that it's not restricting yourself. It's not. Uh, limiting yourself to five or six different foods and it can be a lifestyle it should be a lifestyle you know you're it's what you're eating what you're putting in your body every day it shouldn't be a chore and it should not be a hassle to fuel your body and that's what I'm most passionate about I was actually in physical therapy and going that route and switched over because again I realized that this was more something more passionate I was about so Mm. That's my take on nutrition. <laughs> I could go on and on about nutrition, though. Oh, I love nutrition. It's <laughs> it, 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 it's an endless subject that never. I don't know. There's like I know. I mean, I like, know. <laughs> I keep like you can it. I mean, I could have like on four. Like it just it's just so much to it. And um, the problem is, I feel like you know, when it gets really technical, like it, um, you kind of can't explain it to. Um, you know, someone who does knows nothing about nutrition because you got to start them off here and then you got to bring them up here. I mean, um, then also there's so much stuff out there. Like it's not it's not one. Of course, the word diet. I don't know. It, I mean, I have a lot of words that I just like. Oh, okay. But like you know, you got keto. You got this. You got. I mean, like there's so many things. Reverse dieting, flexible dieting. Um, you got like th- there's all these things that go involved. And um, you know, I have a problem when someone just gives meal plans, you know, without like consideration. Um, when someone, you know, it doesn't, doesn't be honest about the science or, you know, um, you know, says this is, you know, you have to become vegan because this is the best thing, you know, or like, you know, this, it's just, they're, 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 they're putting their one thing. It's like a, I don't know, like, you know, you know, trying to put one size on everybody or, you know, it's like, it just doesn't work like that. It's it's not. Yeah. They're putting nutrition in a box basically. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced it firsthand with prep coaches and it's, it is very sad that people who are quote unquote prep coaches and working with these people that are paying a good amount of money and giving their total trust in them to get them ready for the stage and put them in the best interest. Um, I experienced it and it was very traumatizing actually. It was my last prep. I hired someone that I was very good friends with and trusted and he was an older guy and was in the industry for a while, a pro, and started me, you know, started me off very low on macros, you know, did not take into consideration my age, my height, my weight, um, the length of this prep. And he said, you know, you can only do a meal plan. I don't believe in flexible dieting. I don't believe in tracking macros. And that, I should have saw that as my first red flag. I, I was doing my own competition prep forever. And my goal this year, or yeah, my goal this year was to get on the national stage and be competitive. So I was like, I, I need to hire someone and I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll put my entire trust into them and you know, it's not about a meal plan. And from that meal plan, I, it was very hard reverse dieting out of it and tracking again and not going completely AWOL with food being introduced to my life, you know, anything kind of food. And luckily I got with a new coach that believes in flexible dieting and we've been working together since I ended. But for most people, you know, if you first start a prep and you do a meal plan and you you finish your show, it's catastrophic after because you haven't had any of these foods. You haven't had really sugar. You haven't had fruit. You haven't had a, a list of things. And you, you finish this prep and you're like, okay, well, what's next? Sometimes these coaches just say, okay, I'm done with you. You know, see you for your next show and leave you 
leave you to dry. And, and, and I, you know, there's all these stories where people gain, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds after a show in a couple months. And that is, it's very unhealthy. And I, I do not believe in a meal plan anymore at all. If someone comes to me for a meal plan, I say no, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I do macros, I do flexible dieting. I can't tell you what to eat every day because I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want you to be on the same diet every single day. I don't think that's healthy to be eating the same things every single day. You're losing different nutrients mm-hmm. from, you know, various foods. And I, I don't want that to happen to you because some people can handle it well and some people cannot. And I don't blame you if you can't because it's, it is very, it's a lot me- mentally in your head about, food, what's good and bad, and then just feeling almost, you know, shitty about yourself when you, when you indulge a lot and be like, wow, I totally mess, messed up. But I have experienced it firsthand and it's, you know, they put it, now it's changing and evolving. Coaches are getting more knowledge on the, on the topic. And I a hundred percent believe that flexible dieting is a better way to go um, than a standard meal plan and that can go for you know you can flexible diet with keto you can do that with i'm in a reverse diet right now whatever lifestyle you live vegan vegetarian pescatarian anything um i personally i could not never do intuitive eating because i would eat the entire world because i'm always hungry but um uh whatever you do i mean it's, it's whatever works best for you but um i my goal as I move forward in my career is not put nutrition in a box and label it, you know, good and bad nutrition. So my little spiel nutrition is a, is a touchy subject for me. <laughs> really? Is that, is it because I don't know, I, I feel like meal plans. The only reason why people like them is because they're, they're easy. Um, it's like you eat this, like, you know what you're eating. Like there's no necessary thought process into that because a lot of people don't like yeah yeah no i understand that um Um, i think it works for some people it does definitely but for a lot of people i'm more so on the competitive level when you're doing a bodybuilding show Mm. i just feel like it's so it messes with your head so much you know i was eating for months i was eating the same six foods i was eating egg whites i was eating chicken i was eating fish and vegetables and that was it for you know months and months and you know it was my fats were not coming from peanut butter they're coming from olive oil and I was miserable I was I was never looking forward I was starving all the time I was never looking forward to eating and it messed with my head a lot and at the competitive level if that works better for you then go for it but there definitely needs to be more variety because I was very unhealthy I didn't have fruit for six months which fruit you know (laughs) the thing doctors say you know eat eat six times a day with vegetables i was eating i haven't hadn't touched for months and even on my refeed days i remember he'd send me the meal plan it was like sweet potato like 12 ounces of sweet potato with every meal and i was like there's no way i'm eating 12 ounces of sweet potato with every meal (laughs) and he sent me the macros with it i was like i'm just gonna track the macros you know why not what's the difference and there was never a difference it was always the same thing and i think it's finding what works best for you for your schedule for your life etc so (laughs) for me meal plan was not a good thing there's no variety for me so well yeah because he didn't put a variety in it yeah yeah and i feel like a lot of coaches do that though they just yeah yeah i understand they, they send you one plan and it's like okay if if it's a change, it's like cutting the carbs out of it, and that's about it. Yeah, but uh, but like you need to. I don't know. I feel like the meal plans are good, but they a lot of people just use cookie cutter ones. You know, like eat this, eat exactly. That. Um, but I've seen a like really, really like it's specific for a person. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, it's for you. It's not for me. Like I cannot do your meal plan because they're gonna adjust it to how you feel and how you. You do it. The problem is, like, I feel like it's communication in that way. Like, like you should have just, I mean, like, I'm an honest person. If, like, I'm like, this ain't working for me. You need to change. You need to fix this. If you're not going to fix this, then, you know, um, uh, we're going to have to go our separate ways or something like that. That's just how I do it. 
Um, a lot of people. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the thing, the problem is in this industry is it's cookie cutter. It's making a quick buck and it's slapping together, you know, what you know, which is, you know, usually just a, uh, a lean meat and cutting the carbs if you're not losing weight. And it's not, you know, analyzing, you know, how does the client feel? How, how are, what's their stress like this week? What are, what are the outside factors? And that's where a lot of people in this industry fall short of. And it's, it's very sad because clients are putting their trust in and it's a lot of health issues that arise. Um, uh, my point was I, my cortisol levels were through the roof and I had to go get my blood taken. I had no energy in life, like none, which which is sad because I'm a, I'm a 20-year-old college student. I'm trying to go to class. I remember one day I broke down at like 8 in the morning going to my three-hour class because I was like, I, I just don't have – I can't go. I can't go on. And I told my coach that at the time, and it was go get your blood taken. I think you have a thyroid problem. problem. And I was like – I was like, if I go, to, <laughs> if I go get my blood taken and tell them what I'm doing, they're going to send me out the door. You know, I'm a healthy 20 year old. I do not have a thyroid problem, and I don't have one. I didn't, I didn't get my blood taken that time, but I, I've gotten my blood taken since. Um, and it, it's that's the thing. It, it's sad about with my clients. I take on, you know, a handful of clients, and my goal for them is, I want to know how you're feeling. I want to know what's going on with your life. I don't want to know what just the weight is what your measurements are i want to know you know all the outside factors that did you have family coming in town did you have stress in your job this week yeah all of that plays a huge role on your progress mm-hmm. with your lifestyle if you're if you're trying to lose weight etc and it, it's something that's taken it's fallen short of in these with all these different coaches and there are some very great coaches out there but personally with my experience i just i've it's it was a headache to put it to put it that way. And I'll never go back. I'm lucky to find my coach I have now, uh, Paul Ravella from Team Pro Physique. He is amazing, and uh, I, I'm lucky to have him. And there there needs to be more people out there like him. But that's my goal with with where I'm going. My degree is to teach and to educate and to show people that it's not one size fits all with nutrition it's not putting nutrition in a box it's not good versus bad it's eating it's fueling your body like it should be so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 i feel like nutrition is like in its infancy it's like it's not there where it needs to be i feel like there's yeah. too much there's too much stuff that you know people believe in that they shouldn't believe in remember someone talking about detox a couple of days ago i was like uh <laughs> detox teas those are my, or fit teas those are, my those are the, actually some of them taste pretty good but they, they don't do what they say uh, i bet they do but the, but claiming they they make you lose like 14 pounds in two weeks i'm like oh god <laughs> and how do you feel about okay, okay this is a, always a touchy subject and people are always like oh don't talk about that but like your opinion on supplements um i want to hear it i want to know um everyone has a different everyone has a different take <laughs> I mean, I have my so, take. Yeah, so I'm so I'm a natural athlete, 100% natural. Um, and you know, if people if people want to go a different route, that is totally fine. It's their body, it's their life. Um, but I like to let people know that I'm 100% natural because I take pride in it. So that's the that's the higher end of the supplements. But I'm I'm sponsored by a supplement company, Faith Supplements. I I joined up with them in July. And at that time, a couple months before I was in my prep and I had a couple companies reach out to me uh, for athlete sponsorships. And I said, you know, let me let me try this out for a couple months. So I had a couple people send me some of their products and try them out because at the moment when I was in prep, I, I do take quite a bit of different supplements. I'm taking a fat burner. I'm taking vitamin C. I'm taking fish oil, CLA. A list goes on. And. So they sent me their products, and that's kind of how I got into Fade. I tried them for about three months before I made any decision with them. Um, but the thing is, you do not need to be taking supplements to make progress in the gym. And I preach that, you know, I'm, I'm selling supplements. I'm an athlete for supplements. But I'm going to be 100% real with you. You don't need supplements to make progress in the gym. It comes from your diet and your training. Do supplements help you? Do they, you know, mm-hmm. assist with your diet and training? Of course. I, I 100% believe that. I love – my favorite 
supplements are protein powder to hit my protein goals because I can't eat a lot of, I have a higher protein intake and I just, I would die without <laughs> sounding dramatic a little bit, but <laughs> I don't know how I'd go out about without whey protein. I've been using it since I was, even before I was 14, I've been using it forever, but, um, you don't, you don't need supplements. It's cut and dry. You don't need them. You multivitamin. I don't even believe many people need anymore. I feel like personally I, I'm in with study. Most people are, um, have over the the necessary vitamins and minerals they need in their diet from their diet and lifestyle. Um, so 100%, you don't need supplements to make any progress. Um, and if, if people who are selling supplements say that, oh, you, I only look this way because of these supplements, then <laughs> unfollow, walk away. Oh, please, damn. Please, please, please stop. But do they help? Yes. I, I mean, I love taking a pre-workout before I go to the gym. I feel like it always helps me. And whey protein, BCAs, my fish oils, uh, multivitamin I, I take. Um, I do believe that they're beneficial and I, I enjoy taking them, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to be that person who's going to mm-hmm. be like, just to make a, you know, make a quick buck. <laughs> You have to buy these products because if you want to buy these pro, if you if you don't buy these products and take these products, you won't look this way. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a touchy subject. I I, uh, I totally understand, but I will never. Will, no matter the money, I will never claim to someone that they want to look like I look and make this progress that they have to take, you know, this BCA or this whey protein because it's just all BS. <laughs> My God, you're dropping you're dropping bombs here, okay? <laughs> you know, I have a lot of people who Dude, I'm I'm too real. I don't I don't care. I'm, I'm <laughs> I have a lot of people that don't don't kind of say it like that. They they're very like, uh, well, you don't need them, but you kind of you know if you want to improve, you know, they, it's like they don't say it how it is. I don't I don't know. I I like I like that about you. That's interesting because you know a lot of people are like, well, you kind of need them after a while. I'm like, it's just not not some like mm. you said it like the way it should be i don't know um and also depends on what like sport are you in like there's a lot of places where if you're getting tested a lot of those like you go to gnc i bet you uh, do you know what usada is it's like the anti-doping agency it's like that. yeah 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 so you when you when you get tested i've been tested so it's like you get like uh of course they test you but uh of course i tested hot one time i don't remember why but it was because of supplements because uh, 90% of that stuff in GNC or wherever store you go to is like, you're going to pop hot. It's because they put something in there that, 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 that is on the ban list. And for me, it was like, oh, that's stupid. Like, how, how can you do that? Like, you're, you're messing up people's careers. I mean, in bodybuilding, like, there's no regulation. I mean, I've, <laughs> there's, no, there's no cleaning up there. But um, Yeah, no. Yeah, but the thing I love about fate. It, what drew me to them because I had to get drug tested in college. Uh, it was every month. It was just random drug testing. And I remember one time I thought I was freaking out because I bought a pre-workout uh-huh. to take before my game, a pre-workout uh, from, from a small little nutrition store in my, in my town. And I remember checking to make sure before I took it that it wasn't on the ban list, but I was freaking out. I was like, what if it's not on the label? I was like, I'm going to get banned from soccer in the middle of my season because I'm taking a pre-workout before a game. And I remember like my heart, like for the past couple of days until I found out like if I passed or not, I was like, my, my stomach was turned. I was like, I'm getting kicked off. I was like worrying myself to death. And it's it's pretty sad. But what I love about Fade is that th- they had that same, the owners had this same problem. One of the owners played uh, college baseball. And at the time he was taking, I believe it was a pre-workout. And it's, it's off the market now. I can't even remember. It's like 10 years ago. And they put something in it that was very addictive and once he stopped taking it he had withdrawal from it Mm -hmm. and he had the worst side effects and luckily he didn't get drug tested but it wasn't on the label they i mean there there's no fda regulation for it and it wasn't on the label and he experienced the worst symptoms and that's how their company kind of started up because he wanted them to be 100% 100% honest. Everything's listed on the back, the dosage, everything. And that's something that I took pride in when they told me about that when they first reached out to me. 
Because I remember as a college athlete freaking myself out because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get kicked off because of a energy supplement I take before a game. I, I, I just thought it was ridiculous. But no, there's... And the thing I found out was that FDA, it's only FDA, it, nothing's FDA approved, it's only FDA banned. Um, so when people say it's FDA approved for supplements, it's, there's no FDA appro- approval, it's only if it's FDA banned. <laughs> so that's very interesting to me because a lot of companies will put that on, but the owners actually told me about that and I was like, oh, interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> Uh, yeah and i always tell people like oh people are gonna cheat anyways it's not like or not cheat but like they're gonna be taking stuff it doesn't matter what they i mean people hide it all the time like oh you know um baseball has adderall problem i mean it's like i think it's like 80 percent of people are on adderall um because they need to hit that ball and focus um Mm -hmm. um, you know um, bodybuilding (laughs) i mean i (laughs) i don't know where to start i mean if you look if you can live more than 800 pounds as a man you're almost it, it, it's almost impossible to say you're not on steroids or you're taking something that 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 acts like a steroid you know there's steroids are very weird because you know i say the word steroid what does that mean um when you say performance enhancing drug it means something that enhances your drug and it could be a supplement like that that is honest truth mm-hmm. about that and it's like it's like what what is what you know trying to decipher all these terms and you know, if they don't say it on the label, what, how do I know it's in there? You know, it's like, it's this very anxiety kind of thing, you know? Um, and also, even if it's like the best supplement company in the world, I don't care who, who it is. Um, there's always a chance because, you know, um, in order to make those supplements 30, 40, 50 bucks for that big, big, big package, you got to make them in China. Um, that is the, the, the fact. And mm-hmm. when stuff mixes with other stuff, you know, you end up getting... Uh, tainted supplement or this not like it's it's a crazy game out there and it's like you know people you know everything's kind of a drug thing and it's like what do you take i mean i mean if you think about like lance armstrong i love the guy love the guy but uh you know if you look at the i think it's like 15 or 16 people down the list that that would be how many people would be eliminated from first place because everyone was on epo just like him um but that one guy is like 16th place. Does that count? Like, it's it's, it's a weird kind of touchy subject that we don't address. Which I am like, man, we should really talk about this. You know, this is never going to be. If this isn't ever talked about, no one's going to ever fix it. Or like, if it's going to be the Wild West, let's just make it the Wild West. Like, there's, <laughs> you know, I, I'm 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 totally up for everyone doing drugs and trying to compete. But like, you know, it's like. Well, I, if I'm clean and you're not clean, that's not fair to me because, you know, because one, one little thing can change the whole thing. Like, it's not, um, you know, why is someone a little little bit more than you? It's because they're doing this and that, um, which I, th- I find, you know, I think sometimes it's also, um, I think, I don't think it's all that. Like, it's not that much. I think it's all about the mental aspect mostly, and then the physical aspect, and then it goes to that stuff. But um, I don't know if... I think the mental thing is like what people need to get over first. Don't focus on the steroids or supplements or anything like that. Just focus on the mental, then the physical, then whatever comes next. I don't know how the order would be, but you know, it's all, it's yeah. different for everyone though. Yeah. yeah. Bodybuilding is, um, is an interesting game, uh, especially <laughs> in the NPC, but that's, I, it's, it's interesting. Cause it, I start laughing when I, uh, talk to some of my high school friends. They're like, yeah, this guy thinks you're on steroids. I'm like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's like it mind blows because I, I mean, I see people getting shamed like, oh, he's on, he's on gear, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people can claim what they want. And some, a lot of times you can tell when people are on, but it's something I take a lot of pride in because yeah, they can, they have an edge to me. They have essentially if a woman takes steroids and a, over not taking them, you know, it, speeds up a lot of things you know your muscle growth uh even leaning out more and being more vascular when you Mm -hmm. are cutting uh but that's something i take pride in because i i want to show people that it's not you don't have to take anything to 
be look a certain way and make progress in the gym and that's what that's my whole message i, I never want people to be like oh it's impossible blah, blah blah it just takes time it takes a lot of time and patience you gotta be patient it's like waiting and consistent yeah, very consist- consistent consistency is like one of the most important things like if you're not consistent it's never gonna happen i mean like if you work on i don't know if you work on your glutes only one day a week like uh, you're not gonna see that that's much. exactly me i mean i was <laughs> i never i was uh, like a straight up and down as as a kid and my my parents make fun of me because i i had no curve and i i never thought like oh you know doing glute exercises would build your butt like i had no idea until i started lifting and a couple years ago i started implementing glute training glute specific training two to three times a week and that's where I saw my progress, you know, isolating and staying consistent with that and doing everything I could to activate those, that muscle and spending time on it. You know, it's not just going to happen over overnight. Like if you want to increase your bench, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen benching, you know, once every every two weeks. You have to keep working at it and, and it's like a craft. You have to keep working at it and, you know, getting stronger at it and, finding different ways to activate those muscles or improve that aspect of your life, whatever it may be, not even lifting weights. But that's something I found, especially with glutes, because I, I hear it all the time. Girls are like, I want to build my butt. That's what mo- most of the girls that come to me are like, I want to build my butt. And I'm like, okay, well, let, let's, you know, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm, I'm training legs once a week. I was like, are you doing glute specific? No. <laughs> that's your problem you have to you have to look at it and find different ways if something's not working for you if squats if you're doing squats and you do not never feel it in your glutes try warming up a different way try a different approach try you know different compound movement try glute mm-hmm. bridges over squatting you know finding different there's not one one road to your goal there's multiple different paths and that's how i look at it uh, in that sense, but yeah, no, it takes a lot of time. It takes every everything working together: your diet, your training, consistency, your rest, all the above to get the physique you want. Yeah, and I also tell people like you're not gonna look like the other person because you got different genetics. And people are like, exactly. "What? You can't say that!" Like, you know, I mean, like always, like I'm always like, "Yeah, you can grow your glutes. That's uh, that is possible, but you can't grow your boobs." Like this is there's no exercise for that. It's genetics, and maybe one day I don't know. Maybe someone figure it out. You know, can edit your genes and you can change your body to how you want it. But at this current moment, there's not there's not any scientific way of doing that. Um, but it's a fun part. You can you you know everyone looks different. Mm-hmm. You work a di- you you work harder. I mean you, you work at changing your physique. That's why I love bodybuilding. It's like. The first time I saw progress, I was like, oh, my God, that, that came from lifting in the basement and, you know, staying consistent with my diet. And that's the fun part for me about bodybuilding. It's like always there's always a ch- new challenge. You know, mm-hmm. there's it's always something different. And it's always this thing like everyone says, oh, never satisfied. But it, it's true. Like you're you're always you always want you're always hungry to improve more. Yeah, it's always about improvement. What what, what happens when you reach that? I mean, I, I don't know a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people have reached it, but once you reach that point where it's like, you know, improvement is minuscule, you know, like it's very small. Yeah, I mean, when you first start lifting, if you're a guy, girl, it's just the first year you make the most amount of progress just and looking at it in a research point. Um, and then after that, you know, it slowly tapers down. It's a little bit harder to make progress and you know, that's when people will start taking different uh, drugs to enhance that progress. But um, once, for me personally, it's like now I want to get a pro card. So I'm looking at what do I need to improve? I want to widen out my shoulders, broaden my shoulders a little bit, cap them out, work on the glutes, hamstrings. And yeah, it takes time. And it's it's hard to make progress. I mean, you look in the mirror like, oh man, you know. But putting in that work, you know, s- focusing specifically on those areas, and I p- looking down the road, I don't know if I'm ever going to be at that point where I'm like, 
I I'm satisfied and I'm good where, where I'm at. And I, I never want to like make progress on a certain area. I just don't know if that's ever going to be me. Cause I just like lifting to lift and it's just like my, it's my therapy and my stress reliever. But at the same time, yeah, it takes a lot of time and it, it's a little bit frustrating, but at the same time I have this goal and you have to set a goal. Mm-hmm. I feel like to, to keep going and whatever it may be, it doesn't have to be on stepping on stage. It could just be simply, you know, you want to increase your numbers on a, on a bench or a squat or a deadlift or you, you like going to the gym, makes you feel good. It's, it's part of your ritual and whatever it is, but just staying, setting goals for yourself along the way, small, big, whatever that that's my big thing of, you know, staying consistent when progress is minimal. Mm-hmm. And also the process, like if you don't focus on the process of getting to those goals, you're never going to reach them. It's going to. Exactly. The process is, I, I, li- I love the process. I, I oh, yes, the, yes. The Thank pro- you. The process of it, you know, stepping on stage is like my goal every time as a competitor. But, you know, along the way, the weeks and months leading up to a competition, you know, that's my favorite part because it's. it's it's hard. It's you. You want to quit a bunch of times, and but it's it's the process that you know you embrace, and you, you finally get to that day, and it's just like, I did it. I, I I did I did it. Now now all I can do is you know showcase what I did over these weeks and prove that I deserve to be on that stage. I deserve to get that trophy, etc. Mm, you have to. You have to go through the process, and if you know when you know really quick if you're not passionate about it, if the process, you know, of course you can have struggles in the process, like any anybody. But if you don't enjoy the process at some point, then you know that's not for you. I mean, a lot of people get stuck saying, "Well, I love soccer. I love soccer." It, you know, just that, just 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 an example. Um, I love soccer. I love soccer. Um, do you really like it? Do you enjoy the process? Do you like the, the the playing the games? Do you like doing the? Do you like anything that is involved in it? It's like, oh, uh, I don't like it at all. And you know, yeah, they spend so much time investing in that. I'm like, well, you like singing. Why don't you sing? Or you learn how to do this. Learn other things in the musical world. And they're like, yeah, no. I think it's a big thing with like a lot. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's dying off a little bit, but there's a point. I'm I remember last year, everyone wanted to do a bikini show, and they most people wanted to do it. Not everyone, but a lot of people wanted to do it just because it was on social media a lot, and mm-hmm. it looked it looked cool. But I think along the way, and I feel like this year especially, it's died down a lot just because you know it looks cool when other people are doing it, but then when they do it, it's just like. I'm not passionate about this. This, you know, why why do something I'm not passionate about? And it's always good to try things, but I remember that was like the huge, you know, everyone had to do it and you learn along the way, is this really for me? And I, I always go for if someone's like, I wanna I wanna do a show, go for it. Do a show, see how it is. If you love it, keep going. If you don't, you know, you tried. It was something, you know, something you can check off your bucket list one mm-hmm. day and be like, I, I did it. I went through the process, uh, but not everything, everything's not, you know, it's not for everyone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I spoke to someone about that earlier. I was just like, hey, that's not, like, you know, did one show, loved it. But I always think, like, you know, even if the first one's bad, try it at least two or three more times <laughs> just to r- really know. Because sometimes. Yeah, no, exactly. Most people are like, oh, I hate it because, you know, they don't place or something and. You know, it's frustrating or even, you know, it's your second show and you don't place and it's frustrating. You're like, dang, I'm not I'm not made for this. You know, I'm not cut out for this. I, I should just quit now. But I always say if if that's the case, you know, go again, prove them wrong end on a high note. And if if you end on that high note and give it all you got the, the next time and if you're still like, oh, this isn't for me. Then, then that's it. But don't, don't dictate your decisions on if something doesn't go your way, your exact way. And um, that happened to me last year. I, I didn't place at one of my shows, and I was just like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not made for competing. And I do, I've done shows in the past. I've done four shows in the past and placed. And I was frustrated. I was like, this, the, all this time and energy I put into it, I'm done. And I had a snap out of it. I was like, you know, I have a show in three weeks. I'm going to give it everything I have, everything and more, and go from there. If I, you know, see how that goes and 
and make my decision from that. I'm not making my decision because something didn't go my way. And a lot of people quit after, you know, they lose or they they fail at something. But you always have to pick yourself back up and, and try. Try again and, and and then make your decision. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hate winning. It's not a good thing for you. Just <laughs> just your self-esteem. I mean, it's good for you. Like, it's awesome. Like, you're like, damn, I, I won, whatever, you know. Um, but there's at a point, like, you know... It, I don't know. I feel like people keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. They don't understand the 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 the, the value of failing at something really bad. Um, because- exactly. No, that's exactly. You know, I was like, man, I'm a failure in the bikini world. But congratulations, I, my idol, Courtney King. Yeah, no, my idol's Courtney King, and I listened to her story because we started competing at the same time, and. her her journey was she's a bikini olympia her journey was not straight up you know she had many ups and downs and she lost she picked herself back up and she kept going and you know she she is my idol because you know her story her her she's so young and just her her in general her personality everything and that's the thing like it's not always it's most of the time like 98 percent of the time you're not just straight up you're going to experience ups and downs and that's part of the process that's the journey and you can't let those downs bring you even further down like you have to learn from those lows in your life to reach your highs and your your peak performance and your highest successes i think that's so valuable in anyone's journey it it doesn't even have to be bodybuilding any journey you have in life i just feel like that is so valuable to learn from Mm -hmm. yeah talk to a few olympians it's always like it's like like they have oh well first of all the only reason why they they got there is because well not the only reason but like the the uh, one reason one mentality reason it's because they wanted to um Mm -hmm. they always said hey i'm gonna be you know uh miss fitness olympia or i'm gonna be you know this or that you know it's like they said it um that's what they wanted a lot of people just like you know i want to compete i want to get my uh, it just depends what what your goals are i mean like if your goal is not to be all the way up there and it's a like like the way they talk about it is like oh yeah you know i get to the top it's harder to stay at the top than anything exactly i mean you age catches up like you know it's just like age this and that you know um there's some you know some killers out there you know people like you coming up um you know <laughs> you know you know they're, they're you. like wow they're like there's this is there's some people coming up here like you know how am i gonna stay at this improve of course and also stay at this top level because you know they're you know you, you know uh brooklyn's coming for a pro card and then eventually she's gonna get there and then i'm gonna be right next to her it's like you know that's just a competitive mentality there but the also, it's a lot of fun because it's not. It's I don't know. I feel like y'all have so much fun. It's like, it, and also y'all know each other. Like I'm like, man. Like I talk to one of y'all, and then y'all know the other, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows each other in the fitness industry. I'm like, that is so strange. Like there's no other kind of industry like that. I mean, a little bit, but you know, but y'all know each I know, other. That's why I love it. I love this industry because you 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 meet so many people online, and then you you know, maybe see them at, at an expo or something. And it's like, you've known each other forever. And it's, I, I was like, man, I wish we all lived next to each other because I don't have any friends that really like love to lift or live the same lifestyle. But it, it's cool that ever, this fitness industry is so connecting. And so we're all out here, co- you know, commenting on each other's posts saying, you, you know, you're killing it. Yeah, we're so, everyone's so inspiring and motivating and that's what i love about the fitness industry and social media will get a bad rep all the time but in the same way i just for me in my prep series especially when i was prepping it was my source of a lot of motivation just just keep going and share my struggles and my successes and have people be like you know first of all if if my one of my posts inspire at least one person i I'm winning in that sense and having people be like, Oh, you know, I, I did the same thing. You know, you got this, keep going and having them cheer you on. It, it's very inspiring and it's, it, it makes a big, a huge impact. And, uh, that's what I love the fitness industry for that. It's very connected. 
Yeah, it's super connected. I mean, it's growing as well. Like, I've never seen, like, the past three years, I think it's grown exponentially, like, three, four times what it used to be. Um, oh, ex- especially, yes. And, I mean, of course, there's a, everyone focuses on that. I think people focus on the negative. I mean, I do, too, because it's fun. I mean, I enjoy <laughs> conflict. I enjoy, you know, you know, drama. But, you know, honestly, there's very little negative and a lot of positive out of it. I mean, mostly, um, you know. It, 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 it's mostly positive and there's a lot of great people you can find on there and help you out and a lot of there's great coaches out there i mean like there's no i know there we think we focus on the bad ones um mm-hmm. and then you have people like of course you and it's like well there's a good coach right there um then you have people who are not so good but they're 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 far and few between a lot less but you know if you accidentally pick up one of those coaches you know it can ruin ruin your body ruin your mind um especially since if someone okay a coach especially if you're a fitness coach i feel like you need to be a therapist you need to be a <laughs> like yes the, therapist number one <laughs> therapist of course you gotta know your nutrition you gotta know about exercise you gotta know like it's not it, you have to be a therapist there's no there's no way because if you don't understand the mental aspect because mentally I don't know how I don't know what the percentage is, but it's about I don't know. I would say seventy percent is mental. The rest is about physically doing what you have to do, and then executing everything. Um, so if you're not mentally prepared, or if that person is like has a lot of struggles, like they're not going to tell you that if they don't if you haven't asked or you know haven't opened up to them, they'll be like, oh well, you know, you're just this and that, you know, um, you're not you're not really helping them. You're just kind of not even guiding them you're just kind of telling them what to do you know no no i understand therapist is definitely number one yeah yeah oh my god that's so true therapist yeah i mean (laughs) you are a therapist there's no you know even though you don't have a degree or anything you know you're a therapist it's the truth because you know food if you have a problem with food I mean, I have problems with all the time. I mean, I mean, I overate. Well, not overate, but like you know, I ate a lot Thanksgiving. Um, so it was just like. I mean, I think everyone. Did. Yeah, but it was. Uh, You're not know, the only one. But yeah, I was just like you know, I was eating at like four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. You know, it was like it was like this crazy thing that I was doing. I was like, man, I, I think I did like a fifteen thousand calorie challenge or something like that. <laughs> And my body right now is like destroyed. I've never, like, I'm like, oh my god. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, but like, it, it, it's like that, 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 that. I don't know. Think why am I talking about Thanksgiving? But like, it's like that. So much, so much. Like, you know, having. Ha- of course, I had fun. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna do it that way again because I didn't. Like, you know, I didn't even track. I had 20 Hawaiian rolls. You know, that, that, that that's a lot of Hawaiian rolls. And those are not like, those are like, they're all buttered up. I mean, oh, delicious. Like, you know, but um, of course I had mashed potatoes, turkey. I mean, like, it's, it was, it was insane. But um, yeah, there's like, but there's people like you that are therapists out there. And if pe- someone has a problem with food and they're eating like that every day, or they're not changing the, you know, not making a good lifestyle, I mean, of course, it has to be flexible. Like, you know, I don't, I don't advocate anything where sweets are not involved, um, or like some type of sweet. I mean, if it's not ice cream, then gelato or something else or fruit or you know, you gotta have some of that stuff because, man, you can't mentally block yourself off from that stuff. It, it, it will, it will hurt you in the end. Oh yeah, no, especially you. You have to, you have to let up a little bit and and, and have different variety I, I that's what i feel like is so so important because once you know show for example you diet three four months never have sweets and then come after show day it's you taste it for the first time and it triggers something in your mind you just you you can't stop and that that's the whole thing thing about it and when i tell my clients you know be honest did you slip up this week let me know what's going on because I, I'm not here to punish you or judge you or anything. It's, it should never be like that. It should be like, okay, let's see what, what happened. You know, let's get back on our, our, on track this week and learn from it. You know, why dwell in the past about it? Just pick yourself up and keep going. Shouldn't be ashamed of it. I'm your coach. You know, I'm here for you. I want to know what's going on. I want to know if something's stressing you out and checking in with me every week should not be, stressful 
and that's the same with me and my coach. It should never be stressful for me to put on my posing suit and send them in my check-ins for the week. You know, if, if I slipped up a little bit, let them know that and, and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like that's the best method. Um, well, I, I think you're a wonderful therapist, Brooklyn, and it's like... Thank you. Um, um, and uh, I think that more people like you need to be out there. I mean... I feel like there, there's so many people that want coaches, but, you know, there's way too many. Not way too, there's not too many, but there's, like, there's bad ones, and you don't know which. Like, it's like, you know, you don't know what is what. Um, exactly. And even if something may seem beautiful on the outside, um, it's not always, you know, wonderful person in the inside. So um, th- I think you're one of the, the, the select few, I guess. I don't know how to say it. But, um, Thank you. Um, you're a wonderful coach. Um, you know, of course, I would love to talk to you again sometime. But like, of course, I, we didn't even touch nutrition that much. Just to let y'all know, uh, there's so much more <laughs> to the whole thing. I mean, I try to hit a few topics, but you know, everything. There's way too much to to talk about. Um, and I think awareness is like what you got. You know, you can't be. You got to be aware first, and then eventually you figure out what the problem is. There. I'm excited to see. Where you go from here? It's uh, thank um, you. Um, you're a gem. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, but it was wonderful <laughs> talking to you. Thank you. It was so great talking to you. I wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. All right. You have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you.